conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that did it best in the first installment, and then it just successively got worse from there. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are you? Oh, I want you to know that Gage in the car today said... I want to listen to this episode, but I'm worried Dan's just going to crap on the things I love some more. <laughs> and he's very nervous. I'm good, though. Um, I only have 10 pages left in the book I'm reading right now. So I'm nice. going to try to finish that tonight, even though it's already late. And I'll probably just go right to sleep. What's the um, book? What? What's the book? Oh, it's called The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. Okay, well... There's it's an old very saying good. that the title it's, is based off of. It's written by an indigenous person. Oh, good. So don't worry, because I was a little nervy about that, too. So I did some research. He is indeed indigenous. And the tribe that he writes about is uh, the tribe that he's a member of. The Blackfeet? Blackfoot? Um, I thought it was Blackfoot, but apparently it's Blackfeet. So I am just... Learning things every learning. day. Well, you know, I there's that tribe is not in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So when I learned about all the tribes in Wisconsin and stuff, that's not a tribe I know a lot about, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think I, that we really learned about specific tribes. In oh, school. I took a specific Native American history course in high school. Like mm. that was my elective. One well, class. Should have been more than one class, but it was one class. Anyway, it's a good book. Go check it out. Good. I pro- to, Totally honest, I probably won't. That's okay. It's a scary book, Dan. You're not going to like it. If anybody likes scary things, they should check it out. Yeah. And if anybody likes namby-pamby books like me, I'm currently reading book four of four of The Rise of Modern American Conservatism in the United States. Oh this book is God. called Reaganland. Uh, I have not read book one. These books are so dense, and they get denser and longer each time, covering a shorter period of time. Dan, you're like a freaking history book. I... Mm, I'm like a history I book. Like... Covered in dust and not cracked open for years. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like scary books. That's it. Um, <clears throat> one thing I have to say, recording-wise, as we keep going, you may hear me clear my throat a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Or my voice might get a little raspy during this. I am ill. I am <gasps> sickly. I am diseased. I'm not actually. I have a sore throat. That's you got the, the vid? Thing. I don't. I tested negative. Oh, good. I had a crazy headache and like a horrible sore throat yesterday, but not COVID. Mm. Just Deer a regular cold. cold. Mm. Um, so I apologize if any of my throat clearing... Um, is frustrating or annoying to people. Um, Don't worry, Dan, I support you. If you find it hot, I'll do it more. Let me know. Email us at inconclusionpod at gmail.com and let me know how hot you find my phlegm. 
I don't love anything that you just said. I have never been so unturned on in my life. <laughs> well, speaking of unturned on, the movie that we're talking about today is Iron Man. The first yes. film in the MCU. Directed by John Favreau. Screenplay, in quotes, by Mark Fergus. Hawk Ostby. Art Markham and Matt Holloway. Those two middle names those, are fake. I was just going to say, those don't sound like real names. No. Um, based on the character created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, Don Heck, and Jack Kirby. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, Sean Tube, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul Bettany, Leslie Bibb, Clark Gregg, and briefly... Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Released by Paramount Pictures on May 2nd, 2008, with a budget of $140 million, it only made $585.8 million at the box office. Only. In comparison to the rest of the MCU, yeah. Only. Yeah, I guess. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 94% approval rating. With the critical okay. consensus saying, powered by Robert Downey Jr.'s vibrant charm, Iron Man turbocharges the superhero genre with a deft intelligence and infectious sense of fun. Hmm. At the Oscars, it was nominated for Best Sound Editing and Best Visual Effects, losing okay. both. Well, to who? It lost Sound Editing to The Dark Knight oh. and Visual Effects to The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Boo! Really? That <laughs> booty hole movie? Do you, okay, are you saying that booty hole moody movie because of the visual effects? No, I'm saying it because it's a stupid concept. Mmm, there you go. Fine, you're right. I just don't like that movie. I think it's stupid. So I'm saying it only made $585 million at the box office. Uh, mm -hmm. Which was the second highest grossing movie of phase one of the MCU. But excluding movies that were released during COVID, mm -hmm. um, only one other movie post phase one has made less than this. Oh, let me think. It's a small one. Small one? My brain is saying Black Widow. I know that's not right, is it? Well, Black Widow did, but that's... I'm considering that COVID. Okay. It's post-COVID or pre-COVID? Pre-COVID. Because Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals all made less. Shang-Chi deserves to have made a million jillion dollars. I loved I that so movie. I so bored watching it. Okay, I might be biased because I have a fat crush on Simu, but mm -hmm. it deserved a million wonderful things. Uh, I'm going to guess, mm, was it, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Ant-Man, a small one. Oh, I get it now. I don't yes. even remember that Ant-Man is a thing, so. <laughs> um, so, another review Roger Ebert gave it four out of four. 
At really? The end of the day, it's Robert Downey Jr. who powers the liftoff, separating this from most other superhero movies. Powers. Mm-hmm. And again, ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Okay. That is only. So, Endgame also has a ninety-four percent, and Black mm-hmm. Widow—not Black Widow, Black Panther—has a ninety-six percent, and those are the highest-rated. Okay. 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 So, there you have it. Um, yeah, first movie of the MCU. Do you remember when you saw this for the first time? Yeah, last year. Gage tried to make what? me watch all of the. Hold on. What? Last year? Yeah. I don't really do like I'm dating Gage. <laughs> but if I wasn't dating Gage, I really would not be watching any superhero movies. Okay. Except for Guardians of the Galaxy, because I saw that in theaters with you, the second one. Volume 2. Volume yeah. 2. The first one I watched while I was having the stomach flu in college my sophomore year. Nice. That's a core memory. It's <laughs> a core memory <laughs> for me. Um, yeah. Last year. Because Gage was like, you know what, Anna? And I said, what, Gage? And he said, let's try watching all the Marvel movies in order. And I said, bet. And we started watching them not in order of creation. We watched them in chronological order. The wrong order. So we started, we watched Captain America. Then we watched this. And then we skipped Captain Marvel because we saw that in theaters. So you're also not watched... watching it in chronological order, then. Did I miss something? Well, Captain Marvel is set before this one. Oh, then I watched it the other way around. Hmm. I watched Captain Marvel, but we well technically I skipped Captain Marvel either way because I'd already seen it. So yeah, like we had just seen it when I did this or recently seen it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the order goes. Gage knows. I've seen them up to the second one of these movies. Okay. So not very far, Dan. I'm not far. Okay. Um, I first saw it in theaters on Mother's Day. Oh! Did she love that for Mother's Day? Did your mom just... Sorry for my yawn. This was not a gift. This was not a gift to her for Mother's Day. She wanted to see a movie, and I was like, I want to see Iron Man. And she was like, sure. So our whole family went to the theater, saw Iron Man. I loved it. Lord, God bless your mother. She has patience out the, out the butt. I would never. <laughs> um, and then when it first came out on DVD, the day that it came out on DVD, I got the DVD from Blockbuster. I purchased it from Blockbuster. Mm. You say I'm an elderly man. Mm-hmm. That that really sells it. That, I that went phrase? To a, block, a physical Blockbuster to purchase the DVD. Yeah, that phrase, Dan? Mm-hmm. Dated you big time. <laughs> Immediately. Um, Immediately elderly. And I, of the MCU movies, I've definitely seen this one the most. Uh, okay. Because it's the best. And they all get worse from here. Whoa, them's fighting words. Yeah, and I will defend that. I honestly... Okay. This one, to spoil my ranking... Mm-hmm. is a four and a half star a couple movies hit four stars most of them 
peak at three and a half. Mm. Okay, bold, bold. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving my rating until the end. I'm going to keep it a little surprise. Ooh, ooh, should I be scared? Wink, no. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's a, this is a vibes movie. It's the vibes were great. It's great. The vibes were great. Um, I was, full disclosure, I was doing laundry, as I usually am when I watch these movies, unless it's a movie uh-huh. I've never seen before and I really need to pay attention. But since I've seen this one before, I was watching laundry, so I did get confused at the beginning again because I forgot there were flashbacks. But once I got back on track there, <laughs> we were good to go. Um, so before we get into it, I said that this made only $585 million. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you some of the movies that made more money than this in 2008. I know. Oh, in 2008. Never mind. I was going to say, yeah. I know Black Panther because, ironically, Cassie sent me a screenshot of how much money that made today. $1.3 billion. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. In 2008. Um, so, Twilight? No. Twilight came out in 2009. Oh, crap. One of these movies we have talked about on the podcast. Hmm. And Have it's a, a movie that this lost an Oscar to. So that narrows down your options to two. So it's the two that we already discussed today. The Dark Knight. Yeah, that was the I number knew it one grossing movie. Benjamin Button. Okay. No, that doesn't surprise uh, me. Number two was Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull. Oh, boy. Number three was Kung Fu Panda. (gasps) A classic. Number four was the Will Smith movie Hancock. Oh, I remember Hancock. That's a good movie. The first half is good. Um, Okay. Number number five is Mamma Mia. That movie came out in 2008? Mm Mm-hmm. Holy crap. It made $609 million. Yeah, because everybody's mom was at those theaters, please. I saw the movie in theaters. I've never seen it. Um, It's fine. (laughs) Uh, And then Madagascar 2 and Quantum of Solace were the other two movies that made more. Holy cow. What a world. Hmm. Um, So anyway, movie starts out. We're in Afghanistan. It's the presidency of George W. Bush. So this movie is about a war. We're vibing in the Humvee. In the Funvee. Yes. Where Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is riding with a bunch of soldiers on duty who are in awe of him. He went 12 for 12 with an asterisk with all of Maxim's cover models last year. He seems like a chill dude for the most mm-hmm. part. He is who Elon Musk thinks he is. Oh, God, I was literally lamenting to my mom today. Now, I generally dislike and shout out, sorry to anyone who fancies themselves the next Tony Stark. I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't get along with you. Full stop. No. I told my mom today that I am done associating with people who idolize Tony Stark. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I'm at. You text all your friends. If you idolize Tony Stark, cut me out. No, I won't. (laughs) I did not. Uh, Gage did tell me that he likes Tony Stark, and I my fist was clenched. I thought about dumping him, but I didn't. (laughs) I just Um, considered it. 
Well, anyway, a missile then explodes nearby the Humvee. Um, after the, the convoy gets ambushed, and Tony sees a Stark Industries logo on it. Oof, um, that's humbling. He gets thrown out. Shrapnel penetrates his body. Penetrates. Dan. And he gets thrown away, losing consciousness. Mm-hmm. Cut to 36 hours earlier. Tony's yeah. going to get an award in Vegas. From? From Terrence Howard. Oh, I was going to say, I know it's not Jeff Bridges, right? No, it is. Jeff Bridges accepts it for him. Yes. Okay, that's what it was. I got confused because then I also asked Gage. I couldn't remember if this is the same guy that played Thanos. And then he said no, but they have similar names, and I got confused. Yeah, Jeff Bridges and... Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. They have similar names. If you mumble them, they sound the same. Precisely, and they're both white dudes, so... With vaguely southern accents. I know. I, I'm i on top of it. <laughs> I... What can I say? Uh, you could say a lot of things. So, Tony is not in attendance to receive this award. Instead, Obadiah Stain, a villain's name if I've ever heard it. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Please! Uh, True. I didn't even think about that until you said it. That got me. That got me good. Good job. Tony. What What are you gonna name your son? Obadiah Stain. Why is my baby holding a knife? Literally, he sounds like either he would be a villain or he'd be like a southern gentleman. My name is Obadiah Stain. But like now, Mister like, Beauregard, you must recall that my name is Obadiah Stain, and my father, Obadiah Stain, sold you this property a mere forty-five years ago. Now, if you do not give me some of the oil that you have found on this land, I am going to have to lose some of my southern gentlemanliness and Amen. initiate you in combat. It's giving the name of someone who definitely would vote to take away the rights of, you know, women, people of color, children. I do declare I would do that. Am I wrong? (laughs) No, you're right. Obadiah Stane says white men only. Literally, I'm sorry if your name is Obadiah, but it sounds sus. (laughs) Uh, so Tony's partying in the casino, um, and on his way out, a reporter, played by Leslie Bibb, approaches him and asks him some questions about the ethics of his weapons business. And he's like, man, I don't care. I got some quips. And then they fucking... They fucking yeah. his Malibu house. This is the most sexual the MCU gets. Well, he's, Everything is he's so the sanitized. playboy billionaire. Yeah, genius, playboy, billionaire, philanthropist. That's how he describes himself. Precisely. Um, But part of my issue with Marvel movies past this is everything gets so sanitized. There's no hint of sexuality between any other characters. Nobody else is horny. uh, uh, Nobody else is fucking. Dion, Vision, and Wanda defo fuck. Yeah, but we never see any... I don't need to see Vision's red booty. I do. Um, Oh, we don't get anything close to... This isn't even anything all that sexual. They're making out in bed and fall off the bed. But, like, from here, it's even... It's like a children's book level of sexuality. 
Let adults fuck in movies. That's no. my. That's what I'm fighting for. Keep you your Puritan. butts away. You Puritan. I don't want them to even kiss on screen. I'm going to be like that one woman that I sat behind when I saw Little Woman at Marquette. And she mm-hmm. said, I don't get why they have to kiss on stage. <laughs> and I said, oh, someone's, someone's feeling mighty pure today. <laughs> no hand-holding till marriage. Literally. Today on the phone what? to my mom, I did accidentally said, hey, I need your keys from when Gage and I were dating. And she said, what? And I said, oh. and Gage said, she's manifesting. <laughs> um, I, I will continue to fight for more awkward sex scenes. Not awkward sex scenes in the movie, but sex scenes in the movie that get awkward when you're watching this with your parents. All right, Dan, you keep you keep crusading for that. And yeah, I'm the reverse gonna... crusades. Yep. More prude. No, less prude. More crude. I want more prude. Yeah, you prude. But that's so um, prude. You know, I want, like, light kissing with no tongue. I want... Just like a pack. I, I don't want lips to touch. I want only tongue. Ooh. By the way, subscribe to my only tongues account at onlytongues.com slash inconclusions. It's Lord Phoenix, above. but for your mouth. Uh, oh, so, absolutely not. Next morning, Leslie Bibb gets woken up by the voice of Jarvis, the artificial intelligence running Tony's house, and he runs into Pepper, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, looking remarkably human in this movie. She looks like a real person. You're right, she does. She doesn't look like uh, a goop CEO, if you will. (laughs) She doesn't. Um, This was the second Gwyneth Paltrow movie that I watched today. Because I also watched The Talented Mr. Ripley, where she also looks human in it. Yeah. She, um... Sometimes, I know she's in this, and I know Mm -hmm. she's in other movies, but sometimes I forget that that's what she's famous for, is, like, acting. Right. Sometimes I think she just steamed her vagina and went viral. (laughs) Um... We can only hope that for us. Truly. Uh, so, Tony catches a flight to go to Afghanistan with Rhodey. Rhodey's unhappy. Tony's got a lax attitude. Tony's just like, relax. And then they probably have sex with the flight attendants. Tony's probably. getting canceled at some point, right? No. He no. probably respectfully has sex with all of the flight attendants. Oh. <laughs> he hasn't gone through his character transformation yet. He goes, pardon me, madam, would you like to participate in intercourse? May I please steam your vagina, as the kids say? Literally disgusting. Dan, do you love Happy or do you not love Happy? There's only one right answer. What, the song by Pharrell? No. What? Happy, Jon Favreau's character. Oh, yeah, he's great. I love Happy. I I forgot that that was his name. Okay. Well, I thought you were just throwing that out there out of the blue. Do you no! love Pharrell or not? <laughs> he's here. Like <laughs> he's His hat's right behind, behind me. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So Tony shows off the Jericho missile, an advanced missile system that launches like eight billion missiles whenever you launch one. Um, it's kind of a lot, if you ask me. Yeah, it's very. 
I mean, it's very Bush, very Bush era. Yeah, that's true. Um, Rhodey takes off on a different Humvee because Tony won't ride with him. Then Tony takes off and then they get ambushed. And then we're back to where we started. In a cave with a box of scraps. Tony Stark! <laughs> Gage was uh, yelling so, that nonstop. Tony wakes up in a cave. His chest is connected to a car battery. Mood. Um, How it feels waking up with gum. responsibility. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so another captive, Dr. Ho Yinsen, um, he operated on him, got most of the shrapnel, but then he put an electromagnet in his chest that t- will keep the remaining fragments from shifting and causing further damage to his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and the terrorists that capture him want Tony to build them a Jericho missile. Um, he refuses and then doesn't get waterboarded. They just torture him by dunking his head in the water. Because that's different. Yeah. Waterboarding is different. Thank you, Dan, for the clarification there. If I remember correctly, waterboarding is placing a damp rag over your head um, Mm -hmm. and dropping water on it. Yeah. So it feels like you are drowning. Yes. That's correct, I believe. I was getting it confused with, like, the drip water torture. I think that's, I don't know if it's correct to call it Chinese that's water why, torture. Th- yes, that's why I didn't call it that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh! uh, so then, hours later, terrorists, they're the Ten Rings. They have a huge stockpile of Stark Industries weapons. Um, and using the weapons, they make a tiny arc reactor. Um which has enough output to run his heart for 50 lifetimes or something bigger for about 15 minutes. Talking about Tony's gigantic hog. Um, Oh, God. But he's got a plan. He's going to build an Iron Man suit uh, to kill the terrorists and fly out of there alive. Um, But in the process of building it, one of the leader of the Ten Rings... Threatens to torture Yinsen because he doesn't think that Stark is working on the Jericho missile. Um, Tony bargains for Yinsen's life, saying that he needs him as his assistant. And Raza, who is the leader of the Ten Rings, gives him one day to complete this suit. Gasp. Um, so, working furiously. Wait, wait. Yes. Do you know you? So you know the Ten Rings. Yeah, like Shang-Chi. What is that? that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Poppy must have heard that screech. She just looked over here. Um, I know she didn't, but I'm manifesting I, again. I absolutely know that they did not have the movie Shang-Chi planned when they I know, to but rings. it makes me feel good inside to think that they mm. did. Delude yourself. It makes me, a white woman, feel good. <laughs> and that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. So, they finish the suit as they're booting it up. They have to install the software or whatever. Um, Yinsen realizes they won't have enough time, so he grabs a gun, runs off to distract the guards. Um, Once the suit is fully completed, Tony starts banging and bruising and bopping and barreling and shooting and killing and stabbing and fucking these guards. Um, He may not have done two of those things. Banging? 
and bopping. No, stabbing and fucking. What? Oh, I don't know. I I I don't. Uh, so he finds Jensen, who has been mortally wounded, and mm-hmm. he sacrificed himself so Tony could escape. He said before they wanted to meet his family, but his family's dead, so he is going to meet his family again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you gagging at the sincerity of it all? I'm gagging at the... I guess. No heart. <coughs> Gesundheit. Was that you being allergic to how... How... Insincere I am? <laughs> yes, that was it. I figured. Um, so... He tells... Jensen tells him not to waste his second chance at life. And I'm sobbing in the club. Just kidding, I'm not. Uh, Tony then goes against the remaining terrorists, blowing up all their missiles and everything. Um, He's getting shot at, and as an escape, he has a jetpack to launch himself out of the valley, but then it fails and he crashes in the desert. Uh, Leaves the suit behind, hikes through the desert, until some helicopters fly overhead and a group of soldiers, led by Rhodey, Terrence Howard, come across Tony and save him. Ah, they made it. And then we're back on track, and it's modern times, and I'm not confused anymore. What was confusing about that? I just forgot, because sometimes when there's time jumps, I get frustrated, because I'll be, like, doing something. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, a time jump? Where am I? What's happening? What day is it? What year? Literally. Literally. You need a map. That you can like follow along, like an IKEA guide for every movie. I'm just a little stupid sometimes, <laughs> and it's only okay if I say it. If anybody else says I'm stupid, it's hands on sight. Mm-hmm. So, so back in the U.S., Pepper wants Tony to get medical treatment, but Tony wants two things: an American cheeseburger and a press conference. Mm-hmm. He gets a cheeseburger, and at the press conference. He says that he is going to shut down their weapons manufacturing division immediately, causing a uproar, havoc all around. And Pepper is approached by Agent Phil Coulson from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. I bet that won't be important moving forward at all. Not at all. Not at all. So... Next evening, Obadiah confronts Tony about his actions. Uh, He knows that the stock for the company is going to take a big drop, at least 40 points. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, 40 points is a number. Mm. That's bad, I've been told. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. What? Am Am I not correct there? No, you just the way you say things sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, Tony wants Stark Industries to move forward with arc reactor technology, but he thinks it's more a publicity stunt. Um, and he ends up showing the Mark 1 chess piece to Obadiah, but won't let it be studied for production. Then Obadiah is like, just lay low. He can run the company and get this thing sorted out. The next day... Tony has built a much more powerful arc reactor, but can't install oh. it in his chest without help. Oh, he this part gave me the Pepper to play ick. operation on him. 
Uh, this part gave me the ick along with the part when Tony took the thing out of his nose. I had to close mm-hmm. my eyes both times. I just couldn't do it. It was... Uh, I never so knew foul. how they did this. I then saw oh. a behind-the-scenes thing where they put a prosthetic body there, basically, and he's sitting mm-hmm. in a chair behind it. It looks crazy fake when you're seeing the behind-the-scenes, and it looks so uh-huh. not fake in real life, I feel like. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like these people are professionals or something. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! So, Pepper accidentally yanks the cord out for the old reactor too soon, which puts Tony on the verge of cardiac arrest, but they complete the process in time, and Tony's like, I don't give a shit about the old one. You can throw it out. I'm not sentimental. Tony. <sighs> Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. My favorite R&B group. Oh. So, Tony visits Rhodey. Asks for help with a new project. Rhodey does not agree. He thinks he has PTSD and needs time to recover. So instead, he turns to Jarvis for help. King. And he builds a, a Mark II suit. Um, streamlined design. That's really it. Gets to building. Um, and he starts testing out things. Um, like, the flight... And everything. He's making little home videos of him testing out flight, which includes him flying directly into his cement wall of his garage. Oh, God. I could never be a superhero. I would still be scared trying to fly around in a suit. I'd be nervous the whole time. Uh, Try just walking in a suit. I don't want to walk or fly. I just want (laughs) to vibe. Okay, who's a suit? You could be Professor X. (gasps) <gasps> he doesn't okay. walk or fly <laughs> let it vibes. be known let it be known that on my so for Stranger Things uh, Spotify made a playlist that's called like it's the upside down playlist and it's songs that would get you out of the upside down and the X-Men yeah. theme song from the 90s cartoon was on my Vecna playlist so maybe I am Professor X Da, 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 da. That song hits, Dan. Do you want to know what's funny about that? That song what? is exactly the same as the theme song for Perry Mason. Sing some. I don't think that's correct. I don't believe okay, you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to find my Vecna playlist. Upside down playlist? You just playlist? go, yeah, you you do a search and you oh. just tape up, yeah. Do you want, so hot you're hurting my feelings is on there for me. <gasps> oh, Dan. Love that song. Okay. Here's Dancing on My Own by Robin. Great song. You Get What You Give by New Radicals. Okay. Uh, 34 plus 35 remix. By Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, it updated. I asked Gage if he thought it would update, and he said no, but it definitely did. Sorry, continue. It's just funny, because a lot of these are not ones that you would think. Um, They're they're not as bombastic as the running up that hill, or separate ways or something. I mean... One of mine is Lips of an Angel by Hinder, so... <laughs> One of mine is 
Come Clean by Hilary Duff. Oh, yeah, Dan. Absolutely. And Breathless. I got a lot of musical theater on here. How embarrassing. I have girls just want to have fun. Ooh. I stand by that. Love that for us. Hot Take, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is one of the top ten songs of the 80s. It's a great song. It's better than Don't Stop Believing." That's a hot take. Yeah. I won't I will I will die in this hill. Don't stop believing is mid. I don't I don't disagree with you. I just don't know that I do agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I love this discussion of Iron Man. I do too. Let's get back to regular <laughs> Iron Man. Obadiah visits Tony. The board of directors have filed an injunction to gain control of Stark Industries, but Tony still has controlling interest, so he's not worried. So then, Tony perfects the flight system, and he goes on his test flight over Santa Monica. Beautiful. Until, what a view. Until. Mm-hmm, he, he would be, to be smart, to be reminded of the, the parable of Icarus. He flies too close to the sun. Oh, and what happens when he flies too close to the sun, Daniel? Oh, he freezes. No, his wings melt off, Dan. Not Iron Man. I'm talking about Iron Man. Oh, yeah, I was talking about Icarus. <laughs> yeah, I know how the Icarus parable oh, goes. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Careful, anyway. Icarus. Um, so, there's an icing problem. Um, he, just in time, gets to reactivate the thrusters to avoid crashing to his death. Um, and when he returns home, he goes to land, but the armor is so heavy, it crashes through three floors of his house and lands on one of his sports cars. Um, and as he mm. recovers from the crash landing, he sees the gift that Pepper left him earlier. It's the earlier reactor that says proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Oh, I could never be Pepper because I'm too much of a jealous person. <laughs> He's out here fucking, 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 and she's secretly in love with him. Mm -hmm. I would be beside myself. Your boss? Yeah, but I don't, I'm not attracted to my boss. You know what I'm Mm. saying? There's just a lot of reasons why Pepper thrive, girl. It's not for me. I could never... Well, good thing you're not trying. Um, Thank God. So, Tony goes to a charity event, and at the charity Hold event... Hold on. Let me yes. clarify. I mean specifically with Tony Stark, because <laughs> he's a whore. Okay. Uh, at the charity event, Tony and Pepper dance. They share mm. a moment in the moonlight. Tony doesn't know his social security number. It's five, actually. <laughs> I think he's missing eight digits. Um... But at the party, Christine, Leslie Bibb, shows up again. Um, and she's like, I've got printed out photos from Afghanistan of the terror group using your weapons again. Gasp. And Tony is like, uh-uh. So, he talks to Obadiah. 
And he finds out that he was the one that put the injunction in against Tony and calls himself an ironmonger. Obadiah. Obadiah. Ironmonger. Um, and he doesn't care. Money is money. He doesn't care who's getting hurt in the conflict. He'll sell it to either side. Oh, God. Uh, so, Tony goes home, puts on his brand new suit, the Mark III, and flies to Golmira at hypersonic speed, determined to right his company's wrongs. Um, and as he lands there, he takes out all the terrorists, almost all the terrorists, um, using the advanced technology of his new suit, and then leaves Raza. He pulls him through a wall, throws him to the residence, and is like, he's all yours, baby. Is that what he says? The, the exact words are, look at this, look at this bad boy. You can have him, y'all. Doot, 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 doot. Yep, I can confirm. Yeah. Um, so, when he is flying back, he gets shot down by an anti-tank shell. Um, mm. And he shoots a mini-missile at the tank, destroys it, and then we hear the guitar theme that was only used in this movie for Iron yeah. Man. Good job, uh, Dan. That was beautiful. Thank you. I'm a guitar. Oh my god. No wonder you're so curvy. <laughs> what? Because guitars are shaped like this. It was it was an hourglass shape. Anna's body everyone. shaming me, everyone. No! Oh my god. I called you thick, Dan. I called you mm. a thick bit. Dan, you're beautiful in any body shape. Okay. Any, but not every. Hmm. Okay. That's a s- interesting choice of words there. Okay, I'm too tired to body shit further. Hashtag Anna Otto is over party. Honestly, <laughs> love that uh, for me. So as Tony is flying back, the U.S. government tracks him. Uh, think that he's a drone, tries to outrun the Jets, gets into an air fight with the Jets after at first telling Rhodey, no, that's not me. Then he says, it is me. Um, has time to rescue the pilots and then tells him to pass it off as a training exercise. Um, I would say a lot of the action in this movie is a lot more grounded than in future MCU movies, which is another reason that... I enjoy it more is because it, I know it's fantastical in a superhero movie, but it feels more realistic as to what could happen. Hmm. Versus the aliens and nanotechnology and stuff like that. Like yeah. he has to take time to repair his suit and repair his body versus in the newer yeah. ones where his suit can become just a Gatling gun. Yeah. And I guess like the, the villain itself is like, American imperialism it's and man. capitalism. Yes. The villain is man. The villain is George W. Bush. <gasps> kind of. Um, no, that was real life, actually. So, Pepper catches Tony when he gets back with the robotic system removing his suit. Um, so, now she knows who he is, too. Gasp. She's gasping. Nothing but gasps. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to be a, a, a superhero's love interest, 45% of what you do is gasp or scream. I could never, again, 
It's Anna doesn't have dog. working lungs. Can't gasp. No, I don't. It's true. Uh, so, Obadiah pays a visit to the Ten Rings camp, and we he paid the organization to capture and kill Tony. But when they realized who he was, they needed a much higher price. Obadiah is upset, and he takes the remnants of the Mark I armor. Uh, and then has his men execute everybody in the camp. Do-do-do-do. I don't know if this guy is a good guy or a bad guy yet. I still don't know. Ooh. You seem disinterested. Me? No, I'm not disinterested. I just... I like... The romancy parts, the best. <laughs> I'm sorry, I care so deeply about Pepper and Tony's relationship, but when the war is happening, I'm like, uh, this again. Ah, <laughs> uh, the war. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Dan, I, I am, I am a bad superhero. Fan. I've washed my hands of all Tony Stark fanboys. I already said that. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, so Obadiah meets with a team of developers who are working mm-hmm. on the suit, uh, and they've rebuilt the components, but they can't miniaturize the arc reactor. Um, Is this and where then, the line? In a fit of anger, Obadiah says, "Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps." <laughs> the best Gage line was... in film. Gage was yelling that in our apartment before it even came on and I forgot that that's what was said in the movie so he kept saying I was like what the fuck is he saying and then when it came on I was like oh yeah okay here we go he's saying a a top 10 quote in film history is it a top 10 quote or is it a delivery frankly frankly my dear I don't give a damn here's looking at you kid I don't think we're in Kansas anymore Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps, you know. Amen. Amen. All on those posters that college freshmen have in their dorm. Lord, I I mean, I had this every morning. I touched my photo of Obadiah and said, <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. You can build this class. in my cave with a box of scraps, Obadiah. Nope, nope, I didn't do that. I did not do that. <laughs> um, so... Obadiah realizes he has one option and he goes to Tony's house and paralyzes him with his sonic weapon. Um, I don't like this part because he's turning blue and it stresses me out. It's a horror movie scene. It is. I'm surprised you don't love it. Um, I mean, I do love it. I just, I don't love dying. The idea of dying stresses (laughs) me out. I... I don't like the scene because my version of a sonic weapon is just ordering food from them. From Sonic. Sonic. How dare you? I love I've never Sonic. gotten food, only milkshakes. Um, oh, well, the food's so, not great. Obadiah yanks the Mark II chest piece out of Tony's chest. Um, and then he taunts Classic. him. It's going to be new era of weaponry. Tony realizes that he still has the preserved arc reactor that he got as a gift. Staggers down to his workshop, nearly dies trying to retrieve it, but it's handed to him by his dummy robot that he was making fun of earlier. We in the love movie. dummy. 
this is a pro dummy household, Dan. You better stand. You better. <laughs> I better stand and salute him. <laughs> what is that quote? Get up, cocksuckers. <laughs> it's Memorial Day. I love uh, dummy. And he gets the art reactor installed just as Rhodey arrives. And five agents have gone to arrest Obadiah. But he's like, that's not enough men. And that's what I say whenever only five guys are coming towards me. I'm like, mm, that's not five enough Five guys? Mm. I walk into five guys and I'm like, mm, that's not enough men. I need more men on making this burger. <laughs> so, Rhodey watches Tony suit up. Tony asks him to keep the skies clear. And Rhodey looks at the Mark II suit. And then he's like, next time. But little do we know, on you. there would be no next time for Terrence Howard. Amen. As soon as that happened, I, I said rip. Engage said he didn't die, and I said, I know, but he's dead to the MCU. <laughs> My man's dead to the MCU. You know he's actually dead because he didn't show up as one of those alternate reality things in WandaVision. True. Oh, I loved WandaVision. I'm so glad you watched it because I was thinking about it in the car. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just really loved it. Did you think it got better as it went on? I just loved it from start to finish, period, so... Mm, I liked the, the first two episodes a lot, and then every successive episode I disliked. That's because the first two are in your dream fantasy time. Exactly. The 1970s and prior. Oh, God. No, Dan. <laughs> what? Okay, to, to fully come from a place of exorbitant privilege... I would, my quality of life would be the same. Everyone else's would be worse. What would I have had? A cute dress. Uh, Like eight aprons? Hair that doesn't move? My house would have been burned down because I can't cook for crap. (laughs) I could come home from my fake job of not actually working and just drinking during lunch. And be like, honey, what's for dinner? And if the house is burnt down, I'll be like, ah, hands. What did you do today? Work as in smoke a box of cigarettes and drink <laughs> some whiskey? Carton. A whole carton. Whole carton of cigarettes, drank some whiskey. And now I'm here to s- slap my wife. Domestic <laughs> <laughs> um, violence is not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. If you are in a situation, seek help. If you are causing domestic violence, you're horrible. Um, Amen. Good job. Good damage control loss. There we go. (laughs) So, um, so the agents arrive at Obadiah's facility and they spot the Mark one armor in a storage location. Uh, and then the gigantic robotic suit comes to life. It's Obadiah's giant iron monger suit powered by the chest piece. He stole from Tony. Terrifying. Uh, and then as Tony flies towards the facility, Jarvis tells him that he only has about half the power of the suit because it wasn't designed for the amount of energy that the suit needs. So he's fighting on dead batteries. Um, and Tony arrives just as Obadiah is about to execute Pepper. He saves her. <gasps> and then they start on a huge brawl that spills onto the streets. Dan, I have no clue what you just said. You cut out and then all I heard was... The streets. <laughs> the streets. <laughs> Pepper's for the streets, Tony. Don't even worry about her. <laughs> you can save Pepper, but she won't be saved. She'll go back Amen. to the streets any day. She can't oh cook God. for shit. Oh, God. 
Uh, they have a huge brawl that spills towards the streets. Is what there I'm it is. Say. Thank you, Dan. I was like, oh. I mean, I I remember what happened in the movie, but I'm not going to be able to respond to what Dan said <laughs> at all. Um, and then we meet the real villain of the movie, the mother who doesn't know what the brake is on her car, and she just floors the gas as she's being held in the air by Iron Man. Yep. That's what I would do, too, in a panicked state. Waste my gas tank. In this economy? In this I don't economy. Think so. You're the villain. I am the villain. You're right. How much is gas in Milwaukee right now? Four sixty-seven. I paid the other day. I would... I, I, oh, that sounds great. It's How 630 it by, by me. Respectfully, I would never come to California. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tony is like, I got an idea. Flies up to the upper atmosphere, and he's like, how'd you fix the icing problem? Um, and as Obadiah begins to fall back to Earth, Tony's arc reactor begins to lose power, um, and he he barely has enough power to land safely on top of his factory, running on auxiliary backup power. Mm. But Obadiah is not stress. dead. about stress. You can't kill a man by freezing him. Yes, you can. No. But okay. Oh. No, you can't. I've been, movies have told me that never works. Okay, well, respectfully, you can. Okay, what are you, a scientist? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Obadiah attacks Tony again, and he disables the weapons tracking system in Obadiah's suit. And when I picture the weapons tracking system, I just stuttered while saying weapons tracking system. Um, mm-hmm. I picture Sonic and his homing attack going from enemy to enemy. Um, Are you talking about Sonic the Hedgehog? The Hedgehog. Not the restaurant. Oh, you know, I'm always feeling like I'm under attack at Sonic the restaurant. Because you are. Um, so then <laughs> My body's Tony about tells, to be. Am I wrong? After Your bathroom's about to be, honestly. <laughs> True. Uh, so... Tony tells Pepper that she needs to overload the building's arc reactor, which will disable Obadiah's suit. But she says that Tony's going to be killed, too. And Tony's like, I don't care! Um, and she releases the shockwave, um, knocks the Ironmonger suit, which falls into the reactor, which kills Obadiah and destroys it. Um, it only knocks I mean- Tony out of the way. What, what were you saying I mean to? To Obadiah dying. <laughs> he very... He dies. He's dead. He's not coming no, back. No, I didn't mean it like... I mean, is he dead? I meant it like... I mean, he kind of deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Tony gets knocked out, but his arc reactor sparks back to life, which allows him to survive. Um, Good. And then at a press conference, Tony is impressed by the name of Iron Man they came up with. He's told it's just his bodyguard that came and protected him. But at the press conference, when the moment comes, he says, I am Iron Man. I love that part. And then we roll credits, and the movie ends. And nothing else happens at the end of it. Nothing that will change movie-going experiences for the coming 15 years. Nothing that will make a movie theater employee's life hell because people are just staying and watching through the end of all movies' credits when they just want to clean the dang theater. No, Dan, there will be no cleaning of theaters ever again. No peace for movie employees. No peace! Because Samuel L. Jackson shows up and he asks if Tony wants to join the Avengers Initiative. 
We all scream. And then the movie ends. Yes. And that's Iron Man. We made it. We made it. And I gotta tell you, watching it again, I haven't watched it in a couple years, still great. I like it. Okay. I just think I only really like superhero movies if I really like the superhero or the actor. Uh-huh. And I like Robert Downey Jr. I think he's a good actor. This is like a three and a half for There's me. There's a butt I, coming. You know I get bored with war movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, ugh. I got some missiles, I guess. And we got some fighting. I don't know. I like... It's hard because, like, I'm not attached to this superhero. And I think that if I was more attached to... Iron Man specifically, I'd be more excited about it. But that's the mm-hmm. kind of fun thing about these superhero movies is like, yeah, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. So like, it's really exciting for me when I see Spider-Man collaborating with these other superheroes and I know, okay, wait, I take it all back. I will not be erasing Spider-Man from my list of people who idolize Tony Stark that I'm erasing myself from. Spider-Man is not real, <laughs> so he's allowed to stay on my list of favorites. I just... I don't know. I'm not super attached to Iron Man. Maybe it's because I have that bad taste in my mouth recently. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of fuckboys look up to Iron Man, which I'm like, he's fine. The movie itself was a good time. The vibes were pretty good. Mm -hmm. Three and a half. Final answer. I think so. Part of the reason the vibes are pretty good is because they didn't have a finished script when they were shooting. Really? Uh, yeah, so they had the story finished, but they didn't actually have, like, dialogue written for a lot of scenes. So oh. most of the dialogue is improvised. That kind of stresses me out, <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> but I as think an it, actor. Because the movie, like, yeah, there's a lot of fighting and a lot of plot that goes on. Actually, there's not a lot of plot that goes on. Um, exactly, and I think that's why I don't love parts of this movie, is because I like to have a structured plot. Oh, No. I wanted to be free-flowing, baby. Just go with the flow, man. Because that was an issue I had with Brokeback Mountain, was it was more of a slice of life, and there wasn't too much of a plot. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Plot. I I need stability. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, like, I thought everybody's performance in this is their best performance as these characters. Mostly, I mean, really, aside... Tony and Pepper and Happy are the only ones who actually return uh, because yeah. Obadiah dies and then Terrence Howard is recast. Um, I mean... But I think that Tony kind of becomes a parody of himself as these films go on because there he has a, like a serious edge here that, yeah, yeah, in Endgame he gets like more emotional and everything, but it doesn't have the like grounded reality that he has here. That's what I mean. Like, I think a lot of people, like, just love him after a while because he's just kind of a fuckboy. Like, he's a glorified fuckboy after a while. Yeah. Um, Come at me, Iron Man obsessors. <laughs> You're just trying to, trying to get more clicks. Bring up the drama. I will literally fight everyone. Yeah, and, like, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper is human in this movie versus being, like, some kind of god- in the next movies. Yeah, considering... It's interesting to see Gwyneth Paltrow playing such a normal... Enough normal person. Yeah. A person with an actual, like... Job that a bunch of people have. 
Jenny yeah, like coughed. she's. So I muted myself <laughs> so nobody would hear me. Yeah, like she's living this normal life. Yeah, she's in love with her billionaire boss, but like she's normal otherwise. She's taking yeah. care of this guy. Like, think of all the celebrities in the world that have these assistants that know the insides and outsides what? of their life. <laughs> I choked on my own spit, Dan. <laughs> Like, I guess, I don't know, it, it's true. Like, sh- she is very normal in this movie, and then suddenly she lets her hair down, and she's not not just the assistant anymore in the no. next one. And then Tony gets to plant his seed in her pepper pots. Disgusting. Thank you. I have some trivia for you. I'm ready. There's a, a lot of trivia about this movie. Yeah, the fans, I'm sure. Uh, so... This was the first... He never actually says the Avengers initiative, Nick Fury does in the credits. The Avenger initiative, which a lot of people misquote, including Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, John Favreau cast Robert Downey Jr. after seeing him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm, I had a lipstick called that. Oh. Have you seen the movie? Nope. Cool. Um, <laughs> so Jeff Bridges... Like, to take the role because he got to grow a goatee and shave his head, which is something he said he always wanted to do. Nobody's stopping you, my dude. You could have done it anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, most of the script was a brief summary of what the actors needed to say, and then they could all improvise the finer details. That really stresses me out. <laughs> You need you you need, need like structure. a Coen Brothers directing performance where they need to get maybe, every word. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm a like a theater person and I've never been given the room to improvise before. Uh huh. Or maybe it's just the fact that the word improvise really gives me anxiety. I don't like the yes <laughs> and. I don't. Um, Jeff Bridges described the experience as if you were working on a two hundred million dollar college movie. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so the movie started lie. its production cycle because, it, like, you're improvising things as you go along. I guess, yeah. I yeah. didn't really put two and two together on that for a second. Um, maybe I don't enjoy acting on stage because I like to. I, I don't like following scripts all that closely. That's why you and I are opposites, Dan. You like trying <laughs> to vibe, and I'm trying to be structured. <laughs> It's so interesting because when it comes to movies, you just want the vibes, man. You want good I vibes. I do, but on stage, I want to know what I need to say. Tell me where to go, who to be, mm. what to do. Girl, put me in my place so I don't look stupid. I just need to know when to talk. The words that'll come out of my mouth, there'll be something. Oh, Lord, Dan, that's stressing me out. F- fun fact, every time that we would get line notes... Mm-hmm. In a show, I would put them in my cubby and then walk away. Daniel. But somehow, without ever me looking at the script or anything, they would get shorter throughout the rehearsal process. They gave up on you. That's it's right. not like I was calling line or anything. I was just going, man. They were just giving up, Dan. <laughs> it worked enough. Um, so... The movie's production cycle started in the early 90s. Um, Quentin Tarantino was approached to direct it by Fox. 
And then Fox sold the rights to New Line Cinema. Um, and Howard Stark was going to be the movie's villain. Oh, wasn't that his dad? Yes. Yeah, okay. And their executive said that Iron Man shouldn't fly and should suit up using a toaster. What the fuck? Don't know what that means. Um, But then production stalled too long and the license lapsed and the rights were returned back to Marvel. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that toaster bit. Me too. I don't know what that means. Like, does he, like, press a button on the toaster and suddenly, like, like it... Does he, like, stick his two hands in it and then it goes around him? I don't know. Oh, God. That's a little stressful. Uh, So the ending where he reveals that he's Iron Man was improvised. (laughs) I loved the ending. Improvised, baby. Okay. So, I got some... Improvisation. I got some other potential castings. Okay. Tom Cruise... No, Tony respectfully, Stark. no. Leonardo DiCaprio. Respectfully, no. Timothy Oliphant. Respectfully, yes. Clive Owen. Don't know him. Nicolas Cage. Ooh. Dan, now that could have been a fun one, Dan. And Sam Rockwell. Wait, let's go back to Nick Cage for a second. What do you think <laughs> about that? I just want a, a scene of him and Obadiah yelling back and forth. There would be a lot of screaming. He a could have lot. been a good Obadiah, too, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe a little too young. Because he's supposed to, Obadiah's supposed to be, like, his mentor also. True, true. But I just, I'm hearing the iconic line in Nick Cage's voice, and it's really making sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um... Rachel McAdams was approached to play Pepper. She would have been such a cute Pepper. Right. Uh, she would, of course, go on to be in Doctor Strange. Yeah. An mm. early draft of the script had Tony Stark as the creator of Otto's test... Nope, not testicles. Tentacles from Spider-Man 2. Dan? <laughs> Doc Ock's testicles invented by Tony Stark. Ew. <laughs> when you said Otto's at first, I was like, what? And That's my little right. ears Your testicles. Up and then I remembered my testicles. Um, so an alternate version of the Samuel L. Jackson scene had Nick Fury reference radioactive bug bites and assorted mutants. Mm. Um, but... They were omitted for legal reasons because of the unknown legality of who owned the rights to what. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sony, 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 Sony. And that's it for trivia, which means I have a question mm. for you, Anna. Okay, I'm ready. Will this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I could say it's better, but I definitely would love to see it. <laughs> he's got the snarky bit down. Precisely. And he I think he's got, like, the womanizer bit down, too. Oh, okay. I think he could do it. I would love to see it. Um, I just, I would, I don't know. 
Dan, I, I want to see it. I don't know if it would be better or worse. I genuinely mm-hmm. don't know. But I want to see it. Jimmy Stewart as Obadiah Stane. Obadiah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Tony Stark built us in a cave with a box of scraps. Iconic. On a scale of one to five, what do you give it? I said three and a half before. Now you're sticking with that? Yeah. I just... This is just personal preference. I don't love movies that have to do with war. <laughs> I thought you were going to end the sentence. This is just personal preference. I don't love movies. Can you imagine? No, like, I don't know. I If the movie has too much war in it, I kind of lose interest. Mm-hmm. But I like the romantic parts with Pepper. I think are so sweet and cute. And I can't wait for them to get together. I'm literally fucking salivating just thinking about it. <laughs> and I love Happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it had some fun points, so that's why I give it a three and a half. I give it a Mostly four and a half. Good. As I said, I think this is the best MCU movie, and it only goes downhill from here. Oh Lord above! See, maybe that's another reason why we're different. Because I really enjoyed when I saw Doctor Strange. I really enjoyed when I saw um, Spider Man. All the Spider Man movies. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. I Not think great. it gets better. So anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Inconclusion. <laughs> hope you include that whole break where I was listening to, or while I was watching TikToks while you're in the bathroom. Yeah, right before I, I had to go to the bathroom really badly, so I ran out and just hopped right back into it. Um, yes, he said, no so, time to waste. No, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, literally. So, we'll be back next week talking about the next movie in Phase 1 of the MCU, The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton. That's right. That's the next movie. With Edward... That feels incorrect. Wait. Oh, that's right! Because they replaced him, right? Yes, they did. I'm trying to wrap my little pea brain around this. That came out (laughs) after Iron Man? Same summer, though. Shut up, really? Mm Mm-hmm. The more you know. The more you know. So get excited for that. Um, if you want to find us, in conclusion, we're on Facebook at and in conclusion. Same with Twitter. On Instagram, we're at in conclusion podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. If you want to throw us some money, you can find me on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at Automus Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll in the O and roll in the O and out R zeros. And I'm about to be in my bed, so you could find me there too. <laughs> and again, Anna's address is one four, I don't know. That's not um, even close to correct. Oh, correct me, please. What is it? No. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be back next week with the Incredible Hulk. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I bet your bed goes like this when you roll. Hey, Creative Land Podcast.